Around the SEC time here in the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hour number three, it is here, and it is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Ben, what's on the list for Around the SEC today? It was all Tennessee-Pittsburgh during yesterday's show, as it should be. So didn't get to highlight what took place in the SEC over the weekend. So I want to take a look back at week two around the SEC. Alabama took biz- took care of business against Mercer, 48-14. to uh, Georgia, despite JT Daniels not playing because of, because of an oblique injury, won 56-7. Uh, Georgia, very impressive against a, a good UAB football program. Uh, Texas A&M struggled mightily. Haynes King goes goes down to injury early in that game. We'll have more on him in just a moment. And uh, Colorado led 7-3 to three for, for much of that game, and that game was in Colorado. Uh, maybe A&M enjoyed themselves too much the, the, the well, night before. It was, it was at the Denver Broncos Stadium, and they had actually more Texas A&M fans than, than Colorado fans. Not surprised. Not not surprising. Uh, A&M fans travel well. Wonder how much um, the the air had to do with with A&M. Not not it's used different. to that altitude. It's, it, different. It, it, it's different for sure. Uh, but A&M squeaks out a win against Colorado, ten to seven. Florida beat a really bad USF football team, forty two to twenty. Arkansas demolished Texas. 40 to 21. That was a really cool scene. Arkansas fined $100,000 for allowing its students to storm the field, and it was worth every penny. Allow? They, there wasn't nothing they gonna do about it. Well, well unless you get the police to start macing folks. I, I know you were kind of off the grid yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, but I don't, I don't know if you saw the video that Arkansas put out of AD Hunter Juracek. Uh He was talking to, I guess, the the head of the police officers or maybe that particular police officer just was one of the officers there but the officer was asking like hey what do you want us to do <laughs> about the the crowd coming down onto the field and he said let them let them let them down we're gonna get fined but so be it fans deserve it man that's right those fans deserve it i don't like any sec team or sec fan base i don't like them i don't like them i want all of them to lose especially arkansas but from baseball. You know, that football program, man, you know, there's a lot of passion with those fans and a lot of history. And, uh, man, those fans have been through a lot. So it was cool to see those guys uh, perform the way they did on national stage. And, man, good for those fans. They had a really good time. Yep. Auburn took care of Alabama State, 62 to nothing. Uh, Auburn ran the ball really well. Uh, South Carolina squeaked out a win over East Carolina in East Carolina took uh, a 50-yard field goal, a 50-yard last-second field goal for South Carolina to knock off ECU, 20-17. to South Carolina uh, did, did not look good, has not looked good through the first two weeks, but kind of give them a little bit of grace because they are playing essentially a coach at quarterback in, in Zeb Nolan because of some injuries. Mississippi State beat NC State 24-10. to Mississippi State's defense 
looked uh, really good in that performance. And I was kind of surprised that Mississippi State won. NC State beat USF week one, 45 to nothing. And I, I, based off of how State barely beat Louisiana Tech, I, I kind of thought State would lose to NC State. But they didn't. State's defense played well and uh, shut out the Wolfpack, uh, the NC Max. And uh, Mississippi State comes out with a win. Condolences to to C-Mac on his loss. LSU beat McNeese 34-7. LSU continues to look pedestrian. Uh, Ole Miss beats Austin P 54-17. Kentucky wins over Missouri 35-28. That that was a really good football game. I got to watch a good chunk of that one. Good football game uh, between Missouri and Kentucky back and forth. Uh, Just too many self-inflicted wounds for Missouri to overcome. And then how about Vanderbilt. Good bounce back. Winning a football game, 24 to 21. You can uh, throw all the jokes at me all you want, but that that that's impressive what, what Vanderbilt did. And I, I know Colorado State is terrible, but to lose to ETSU by 20 points, to be the laughing stock of the SEC opening weekend, laughing stock of really college football, that that loss to ETSU picked up a lot of national headlines, even for Vanderbilt. Uh, to to lose in that fashion and having lost, I think like eleven games in a row, to go on the road and and get down early and come back and win that football game that that's impressive. That's impressive. You can throw all the jokes at me all you want. I don't care. But that that was impressive. So Vanderbilt gets on the board and and now they play a Stanford team this weekend that uh. Just got Clay Helton fired. UC, USC's got a, a new head coach, so or will have a new head coach. So congratulations early for uh, Bill O'Brien on, go, on his new head coaching job. Go, go ahead and throw the jokes out now about USC calling Tennessee's uh, first-year coach. They've already started. Yeah, get the, get the jokes out. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create a domino effect. I wonder what Dan Mullen's going to do. Uh, Dan Mullen doesn't seem too happy down at Florida. Um, don't know if he's going to get to the NFL, but man, uh, USC. We, when you look at the top jobs in the country, what you know, what job would be on the same level or close to Florida? Because uh, Florida's a top five job, but USC is one. So um, you look at you know possibly Dan Mullen, but yeah, Bill O'Brien. Man, they're gonna they're gonna have their pick. They're gonna have the pick of the litter for sure, man. They'll have um, you know wide open coaching search, and you know James Franklin was tied to that job. You know, the last time Clay Helton was was on the hot seat, and um, Clay Helton can't really complain too much, man. He's he's been given every opportunity to be successful. He's been given every um, opportunity to to keep his job, but it was time. Just a little weird to do it, you know, after the second game of the season. But still, man, he's he he's had his chance. He's had his chances. No reason why USC shouldn't be good in football. No reason. They man, it, they don't care. Like I, I follow Matt Liner on Twitter. I started following him and Reggie Bush recently because I, I watched the uh, the big noon kickoff, and I think they do a great job. And just to see their tweets about kind of the lack of interest in USC football, USC athletics, just USC, UCLA. I mean, they they truly do not care out there. UCLA it, just be, amazing. Well, USC, you know, uh, UCLA beat LSU. So you got to think about that, maybe playing into the decision. Like, all right, man, UCLA is starting to get more recognition. They are in a better spot than us. 
All right, we, we got to make a move now. So, But that's always been a Pac-12 problem, man. I mean, the last time I remember real interest was when Reggie Bush and Matt Leonard played at USC. And Lindell White and those boys, man, they had they had the Coliseum rocking. Snoop Dogg's on the sideline. They had it rocking. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Hour three of the Swain Event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com
SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Tuesday. It's that time of the week when we are joined by Austin Price of VolQuest.com. AP, good morning, sir. How are you, Dwayne? I got a question for you, though. What On you General Quarters, it says that you don't like Harrison Bailey. Is that true? No, I don't really care about who the quarterback is. Um, I've never met Harrison Bailey, but that's not true, man. That's not true. Do I like him as a starter? No, I don't like him as a starter because he hasn't earned the right to be a starter yet. But uh, it's football season, man. We know how stuff goes. People want to to do that, man. That's what people want to do, man. It ain't about like. It ain't about dislike. It's about – making the plays and practice consistently and the coaches feel like who's the best option and every fan base in America wants the second string quarterback. Uh, in this case, you want the third string quarterback, which I, boy, I have, haven't heard of in a very, very long time where someone totally skips over the second string quarterback to want the third string quarterback. Uh, but no, man, that's, that's not true. Not about like and dislike. Just checking. Just checking. What you what you say over there? Yeah, man, you can't believe Swain saying that over there, man. I can't believe he don't like Harrison Bailey, man. They don't like him. What the like? Got, what, what the hell like got to do with anything? That's what Ben did. What does like got to do with anything? Who I, cares about liking somebody? It's about getting a job done. It ain't about liking somebody. So no, I never met the kid. I'm, I've heard great things about him. Heard he works his tail off. I actually heard he works outworks most people on that football team. But it ain't got nothing to do with like. Anyways, who's going to be the starter, AP? Since you want to put me on the spot, I'm going to put your ass on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a good question. I'm not Josh Heupel. If, if, if I were going to place money on it, and you know, I don't think I probably would, but if I, if I had free money to place, I would bet Hendon Hooker starts Joe Milton plays. They basically kind of let Joe get a feel for the game, kind of like they did, uh, like uh, the last staff did with Jarrett when he didn't start a couple of games and came off the bench. But, you know, who knows? Maybe Joe Milton will be the guy they, they trot out there first for Tennessee Tech. Who deserves to start? Man. <laughs> you, can we answer none of the above? Oh. Yeah, it's tough, man. I wouldn't want to be hyper for sure. I'll tell you, I'll yeah, tell you I mean, that much. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hendon's not played perfect. You know, Hendon did some nice things Saturday, but was not uh, was not perfect. And, um, you know, obviously Joe is, you know, I mean, the overthrow Saturday were just, uh, he, he, you know, the one to, to Hyatt should have been a touchdown. And then after that, you know, it was a. Uh, it it was just it was bad. The, the overthrow to Cedric Tillman was, I mean, it was egregious. Yeah, and the so one, the one to high wasn't wasn't on Joe to me. No, it wasn't. Um, but the other ones were. Yeah, the, the other ones. Javante, other the ones. one to Javante Payton. The one to. No, again, Cedric Tillman was literally. I'm pretty sure. He would have been on a milk carton. 
that's how lost he got in the secondary uh, for Pitt. I mean, he, he was he was uh, stretching the old legs, and nobody was was close. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was bad. Now I, I made a point earlier in the week, actually yesterday, about how you know receivers could could do a better job of you know running on the deep routes, not to take up for Joe. It wasn't a or situation; it was more like and like Joe has to hit those receivers. And here's another you know note that would help the receivers too be able to you know, maybe track some of those deep passes or get closer to those passes or even maybe catch it. A couple of guys slowed down, didn't pump their arms all the way through the catch. Uh, but that's that's subtle. That's because I see that playing the position. Uh, but, yeah, Joe got to – I mean, he got to hit that, man. Uh, and Henry got to take care of the football. And uh, a healthy Joe Milton makes it makes it even more awkward and weird for Josh Heupel. But this is why he's, he's paid the big bucks to be the quarterback whisperer. Uh, he's proven that he has done a good job managing quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks. Um, so, do you think all three guys will play this game? All three quarterbacks will play in this game um, if if they take care of business. Well, I certainly think that's possible. Jason. I mean, Tennessee. I mean, Furman shut out Tennessee Tech last week. I mean, Tennessee should win this game going away. And honestly, it you know, if I'm Tennessee, I come out and I don't I, I don't run it. I mean, I throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it and, throw it and you know. If you can hang 70 on them, you hang 70 on them. I mean, I know they're just down the road in Cookville and I'm sure some nice people, but much like the Bowling Green game, you know, Tennessee's football program needs a good kind of cleanse game, you know, and you know, to go out and score 70 on an inferior opponent, you know, hasn't happened a whole lot around here lately. So you can do it, you do it. How surprised are you that we are having these conversations just two weeks into the season? I mean, I'm a bit surprised that, you know, we are where we are. I mean, as far as just like the uh, the the instability that still remains at that position. I'm not saying that all, uh, when we got to the end of the season, Tennessee wasn't going to look back and go, you know, we could have been better in that area but two games in i'm surprised that there's the uh the the instability and 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 the talking points you know that that tennessee currently has which surrounds this football program awesome price volquest.com um how was recruiting last weekend no the first first game didn't get a chance to get any visitors in um how was recruiting weekend for tennessee uh, the first big time game of the season on a Saturday. Well, the, the the one guy that I'm most interested to talk to, someone that Ben and Eric and myself have all called and come up empty on, and that's James Pierce, the uh, Leo outside linebacker, pass rusher from Charlotte, North Carolina. And you know, uh, that's the one guy I want to hear from. I mean, Tennessee had a, a bunch of 23s and 24s in, um, which is good. They had you know some. Committed guys like, you know, Addison Nichols and Taven Jackson that were here, that's good. But, I mean, when you look at the current class, uncommitted guys, James Pierce is one that Tennessee really, really likes a lot. And, um, you know, to get him over here unofficially, which means you can bring him back later officially, is is a great sign. Um, 
long way to go in that one, it feels like to me. But, uh, you know, that's the one kid I'd like to hear from. I'm not, I'm not heard from him. Austin, in, in terms of committed guys right now, are there there any ones that kind of have your, your eyebrow raised uh, at in terms of maybe being offered by a, a particular school or uh, just anything that, that you're keeping an eye on with committed guys at the moment? Well, I mean, I think a guy like Jordan Phillips, you know, from uh, Orlando, you know, he went to visit Florida unofficially a couple of weeks ago. I mean, anytime you have players going on someone else's campus that are committed to you, that's that's worrisome. You know, I mean, that, that, I mean listen, you know, in modern age of recruiting, I mean, you know, commit commitments mean really nothing in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, so the kids sign. I mean, I know it's always been the case, but at the same time, modern day kids just bounce around like a ping, you know, ping pong ball. I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, one of those things where you, know, you don't blink an eye if a kid changes its commitment two or three times. Um, not every kid's that way, but you know, there's a portion that are. So, um, yeah, anytime the kids are visiting elsewhere, you. You have to be on alert, and so like I, I still think Jordan Phillips is solid to Tennessee. Uh, he says all the right things, but again, um, you know, he he you know felt the need to go over to Gainesville and watch a game, and so Tennessee will have to continue to battle that one out. I expect Rodney Garner uh, to be there and watch him play. Uh, you know, when Tennessee plays at Florida, you know, uh, ten or eleven days from now, I think next. Not this Friday, but next Friday, he'll be at Jordan Phillips' game. AwesomePriceVolQuest.com. Uh, I know Heupel yesterday touched on some of the guys that got banged up during the game and some of the guys that did not play, um, uh, specifically Cooper Mays. Any update on those guys on a Tuesday morning, AP? No, I mean, you know, I think Cooper is in a much better place than he was a week ago at this point. Um, I just, I mean, and Heifel was kind of asked this yesterday in his press conference about, you know, how do you weigh playing a guy that's 80% and could play versus allowing him to get to 100, you know, um, you know, for next week against Florida or get closer to 100. Um, you know, he kind of gave a long-winded answer. Didn't really, I don't feel like he really answered the guy. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I just feel like Tennessee doesn't need Cooper Mays to beat Tennessee Tech. Um you know, they, they can really use him, you know, a week from now when they go to Florida. So I wouldn't play him. Um, like Jabari Small, I wouldn't play Jabari Small. And uh, and I would call Jabari Small probably really questionable at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Jabari could be back for Florida. Um, you sh- should get Tyon back this week. And, uh, you know, that'll help out quite a bit. Byron Young wasn't, you know, injured, but he's back this week. Jalen Hyatt. Um, you know, I, I never heard an update on him really. Um, you know, but you know, I think Tennessee on the whole will be fairly healthy, um, heading into this week. And I think they'll be almost 100% healthy heading to Florida, barring anything happening this weekend. Ben McKee, VolQuest.com in the Swain event. See if Austin picks up on that inside joke. Uh, Austin, Byron Young, just how big of a, a boost is he to this defense? I know we won't really tell this weekend against T- 
Tennessee Tech. But when Tennessee lines up against Florida, do you think it's going to be obvious that, that he's the best pass rusher on the team? Well, we, we all know how good he was in fall camp. Um, you know, but, I mean, fall camp's fall camp. I mean, Trayvon Flowers had a great fall camp and hasn't played that well through two games. Joe Milton was a different quarterback in fall camp, um, you know, versus the games. So uh, I don't want to say he's going to be, you know, Reggie White coming off the edge. I also don't want to say you can't expect anything out of him either. Like, I, I think that he's the unknown. I mean, I think everybody's excited. I think he's excited. I think the coaching staff's excited about having him back. The one guy that, you know, probably is more excited than anybody is Tyler Barron because now – you know, it frees him up on the other side um, a lot more than, you know, what he's seen the first couple of games. And he's still been able to make plays through the first couple of games. So, you know, I, I think the potential is there, Ben, uh, for Byron Young to really take off. And, you know, this is a good opponent to kind of dip your feet in the pool in on because, you know, he should have some success uh, Saturday against Tennessee Tech. Hey, Austin, uh, say – Excited again, the way you said it. Excited. You know who you sound like? Who? Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt. You sound just like Pruitt, man. When you, when you say the word excited, it reminds me of Coach Pruitt. Gets excited. I, I, he would say, I mean, I mean, we're excited. <laughs> that's, what, that's how you sound. <laughs> sound just like it. it. Okay. You and you and Pruitt do sound very similar. That that's why you do such a great Pruitt impression. <laughs> that's great, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, through two games, AP, who you think has been Tennessee's best player? <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm just you know. I mean, he wouldn't. Yeah, I think Tyon would have had the possibility to be. Um, I mean, I think Tyler Barron defensively has been Tennessee's best player. Um, offensively, yeah, I don't know if there is a best player on offense. I mean, you know, scored 38 and 34 respectively, but, you know, there's been so many people in and out and all that. So I'll go with nobody on offense. I think Tyler Barron's been Tennessee's best player through two games. Who do you think Tennessee's best player has been? Theo Jackson. I'm 26, Theo Jackson. Yeah, I mean, probably the most consistent player. I mean, I can't, you know, disagree with that part. But as far as, like, big play momentum, I mean, I think Tyler Barron. Give me Tyler Barron. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome price, VolQuest.com here. Um, through two games, what has been um, the biggest difference that you have seen in this team on the field from last year to uh, this year? They've kept – they've played hard. They, they've kept playing um, all the way to the gun. And, and so, uh, uh, which goes back to team chemistry, staff chemistry, all that stuff we talked about all off season. Um, you know, for me, you know, that's the one thing that I've continued to hear from different people is, you know, they, they, they compete and they look like they're having a good time. Um, it, it bothered them when they lost Saturday, little stuff like that. Um, there's a buy-in, um, you know, from this group, because as you know, one, you know, player pointed out to me, we're the group that wants to be here. Everybody here wanted to be here. And so I think there's a, 
a real buy-in from, you know, this group of kids. And so, you know, I just think the competitive spirit's what's really stood out to me. Austin, just do you have any theories as to why Velas, uh isn't isn't getting more touches? I, I know he dealt with a hamstring uh, during fall camp. Do you, do you think that's why he, he's kind of been MIA here and there the first two weeks or, or something else? Um, I, yeah, he's got to get open better. You know, I mean, you know, they, you've had certain guys running wide open. I just don't remember Bayless running wide open a whole lot. And, and maybe that's because he's not fully healthy. But, I mean, you, if you're returning kicks and you're returning punts, mm-hmm. I would venture to say you're you're healthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just think it's you got to do a better job of getting open. I mean, he's not, he's not uh, holding up that standard of that number one jersey. Hey, man, big shoes to fill. Michael Pilardi is very disappointed. Yeah, big shoes to fill, man. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny O'Neill wants to see more. Kenny O'Neill. <laughs> Jonathan Kongbo. He wants to see more. <laughs> Eating ice cream right now and disappointed in Velas's performance through two weeks. <laughs> oh, my The God. number one jersey. The number one jersey. Oh, man. All right, AP. Um, Tennessee. Who played that? Who played this week? <laughs> Tennessee Tech. What time do you play? Noon. Oh, yeah. How many people do you think are going to be there, Austin? <laughs> Over 60,000? Or, or is it going to look like a spring game? Ooh. I think the students will not be there. Yeah, like the first five rows will be lined with students, and then it's just a big – Blank eighty bald spot behind it. Eighty two. They'll announce in the eighties, but it it won't no even way. sniff the eighties. No way. They announce the eighty two in the pit game, they may announce eighty, but it won't it won't be anywhere close to eighty. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, you know. Mm-mm. Uh AP, man, t- tonight, Tennessee Prime at Gus's Fried Chicken. Uh who are going to be the, the guest for tonight? Or the player? It will be Jimmy Calloway and <laughs> Cade May tonight on Tennessee Prime coming up seven o'clock on the Swain Event app, the Swain Event YouTube channel, Swain Twitter, and the VolQuest YouTube channel. Fair to say that Jimmy Calloway is by far going to be everybody's favorite through three weeks. I, I don't, I don't even think it's going to be close. After tonight, yes, he he is a whole lot of fun, isn't he, Austin? He is, but he also uh, gives you like forward answers at times. So yeah, I'm like, I, I told him, I said, you got to bring, you got to bring the personality, and you got to be able to converse. This isn't like, you know, I mean, like he has like one liners that gets everybody tickled, <laughs> but you know, I want him to put a deep dive on Jimmy Calloway, find out what he like. What, what what's your favorite subject in school, Jimmy? You know, football, that type of thing. Yeah, football. That'd nah, be good, man. It'd be good. It's, you know, the, the, the program's all about getting a chance to. Have some in-depth conversations with with the players that you normally don't hear, um, and you know, just have a real laid-back, chill conversation. Man, it could be about ball. It could be uh, about you know, away from the practice field, away from the game field. Personal foul calls, cleaning up the pile. Oh, we, oh I've already told Cade we will we will deep dive into his junior year at Catholic. Uh, Personal foul penalty. Well, I take I, I take responsibility for what happened against Pitt because <laughs> I kind of hyped him up 
last week when Hubs was there, and uh, he talked about you know hitting, getting personal fouls because him and Tyler Barron was talking about it and how Cade like had a. Yeah, him and Tyler Barron was talking about how Kay had like the record for personal fouls. I didn't know Tyler Barron was on last week. I thought it was Tyler Barron. Oh, Tyler Barron. Um, ben, man. wasn't it Tyler Barron? Yeah, sure. Anyways, and so Kay was 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 going back and forth with, with Tyler, and I was like, man, I like that stuff. I like it. I like it, man. I like it. And as soon as it happened there in, in the first half when he got that 15-yard penalty, I thought about what I said, Tennessee Prime last week. And I was like, man, it's my fault. It is your fault. It's my fault. I hyped them up. I hyped them up. Yeah. Well. It's my fault. But, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that. Today, yeah, also, uh, on a serious note, ask him about the uh, Darnell Wright false start. Because it, it looked like Cade triggered Darnell when he clapped his hands. Yeah, Darnell wanted some answers. Yeah, he, he was not happy. He stormed over. Y'all to- set me up. Y'all set, somebody set me up. Somebody tricked me. Who tricked me? <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time. Darnell man. acted like he read one of my tweets. Man, he'll have a good time, man. And Kate and Kate is someone that can that can handle, uh, you know, being in that situation after after a tough loss. He's he's a professional, even though he's not a professional, but he really is a professional because of NIL, I guess. So, uh, well, seven a seven p.m. not seven a.m. but seven p.m. at Gus's Fried Chicken. It will be Jimmy Callaway, Kate Mays tonight. So I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to it, man. It will be good. We will have uh, Kate on pretty much all year, and we'll probably have Tyler Barrower on back on later in the year as well. All right. All right, AP. <laughs> Come on, Dwayne. You just totally just glossing over that. Yeah. Yep, totally, totally, totally glossing over it. Little Pruitt. All right, little Pruitt, we gotta let you go, man. <laughs> Get out of here, little Pruitt. I mean, we we really struggled against uh, the Broncos this weekend. I mean, we just couldn't. I mean, I don't know. We just didn't have it. Saquon was not very good. I don't know how they lost against Pittsburgh. I left them all the talent in the world. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get out of here, man, before you, before you get in trouble. Before I get in trouble. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Oh, man. AP is such a goober. That is uh, one way to describe it. AP's time is brought to you by Jiffin Morris. Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. It's her telephone number if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Email her at jiffinmorris.com. 865 at gmail.com. Time to take a quick break. Be right back. Swain Event. For a replay of East Day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market, and from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. 
JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Home service problems occur even at the most inconvenient times, like during a health crisis. And Hiller is always here to help you 24-7. As people are social distancing and staying at home on workdays, it's an easier time to take care of home maintenance items that you feel are necessary. And we've put new safety precautions in place, like wearing gloves, avoiding physical contact, new sanitation protocols, and limiting time in your home. We're here for you. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Thank you. 
20event20event.com, fueled by Dead and Barbecue, hour number three. Um, before we wrap up today's program, uh, first, thanks to Austin Price for, for joining us. And um, Sunday, got a chance to um, interview Jacob Warren there on WVLT, the locker room. And uh, he had a he had a his biggest day uh, as a volunteer uh, in the passing game. Had five catches, career uh, high, career high. The tight ends had nine catches uh, themselves, but he had five catches for uh, fifty five yards. Had a touchdown along with thirty four seam seam route up up the middle. Great pass from Hooker. But he did a good job of high pointing it, bringing it down, and get to the end zone. Uh, but, man, he, he is in paradise right now because his position coach, Alex Golish, is the OC. And so just wanted to share um, our conversation from the locker room of VLT. Uh, so here's my conversation with Jacob Warren, uh, tight end. Happy to be here with Jacob Warren. Uh, Jacob, you know the old saying, the eye in the sky don't lie. And so when you watch film, uh, what do you see um, when you see Tennessee, your team play? Uh, what kind of team do you think you are right now, just based on the film that you saw in the previous two games? Yeah, kind of one thing that y'all were talking about earlier and something that I'm proud of and proud to be a part of is just the fact that like, we never laid down and we don't plan to to anybody this season. And um, just seeing the fact that even through the last play, you know, whenever, however it ended up, we're all still fighting. We're all still trying to, trying to do the right thing. Um, and so that's something I can kind of hang my hat on is just constantly um, – Attacking constantly, being around, being around the ball. If you know, I'm trying to block for somebody, finishing my blocks, make sure my dude doesn't make the play. So um, I see that all over the field, and that's something that I can really say I'm proud of. I mean, you're a perfect example of just just keeping your head down, working. Um, you came here expecting to play an offense that was going to feature the tight end a lot more. That was not the case. Now uh, you're getting the ball. You and Princeton Fant uh, combined for nine catches. You had five catches for 55 yards and touchdown. Uh, just just how do you feel about you know, having a big impact in a, in a big-time game. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Obviously, that's what we want to do every week. We want to be have our hand in the in the pass game and the run game, um, just be able to do whatever we can to win. Um, so I think we did that last week. Hopefully, just uh, that will continue as we go on through the season. Man, football is the ultimate team game. You know, it's not like basketball where you got one guy just takes over like LeBron James or Michael Jordan. But, you know, when, when you have one of your teammates struggling, uh, specifically the quarterback position, how do you, as a, as a tight end, um, as one of the leaders on the team, what do you do to make sure, like, you're doing enough to help him kind of boost his game a little bit? Right. Obviously, there's nothing I can tell him about how he takes his drops or how he throws the ball or how he reads the, the coverages and stuff like that. But um, I can just be there to kind of instill some confidence in him. Every time that before we go out there, you know, I tell him, like, look, bro, like, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe in you. Let's go ride. Let's, let's go do this thing. Um, so that's all I can really do is just encourage them and know that, that we got their back no matter what happens or what decisions they make. What's the communication like on the sideline between the offense and, and defense? You know, uh, when, the, when the offense maybe turns the ball over, defense is like, ah, we got you, we got you, we're going to get the ball back. Uh, what's, the, what's the communication like between the two units? Just like what you just said, um, <clears throat> as we're crossing paths or whatever, say it's a turnover and a quick change and we're all running on and they're running off, whatever it is, um, it's always encouragement from them. Um, and both sides just saying, like, look, guys, like, we're in this together. Like, we've messed up, too. Y'all just messed up, but we got your back. Like, it's no big deal. Two, two games, you know, I've noticed the defense kind of be affected by the tempo. Uh, I saw it in the first quarter against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Now, are you able to see it, like, see it in real time, see the guys across from you, look in their eyes and say, okay, yeah, I can see it, man. They're getting a little tired. Right. Obviously, it's, <clears throat> it's funny when you're lined up and you're ready to go. 
you're like, hey, where's the where's the nine technique at? You know what I mean? Like he, he was just right there, and he's still trying to run over here and get set for the play. Or like you said, just seeing guys with their hands on their hips or just look like they're, they just can't really keep up. And that obviously gives us a big advantage um, over them. Josh Hyper talks about wanting to see the strain. You know, want, and, I, and I saw it yesterday, uh, for sure. I mean, this team last year would have been down probably two or three scores. I saw the strain. Uh, what's been some of the biggest differences that you have noticed from this team last year to this team this year? Um, like you said, it's, we call it attack um, in the program. And that's just playing, playing your butt off from the, from the snap of the ball until the whistle and taking pride in that I'm playing harder than the man across from me. A lot of times, like, that'll cover up your te- technical errors or, you know, if you're blocking the wrong guy but you're pushing him 20 yards down the field, is it really going to matter? Like, obviously, we'll clean it up in the film room, but they just want to see that we're constantly trying to, um, to finish, constantly trying to just play harder than our opponent. Any trash talk that goes on between you and the Catholic boys on the team, the local guys? <laughs> you know, that's, that's in the past. We talk about it every <laughs> once in a while, but... Um, Obviously, I did what I did at Farragut, and it was great. But um, we kind of just try to focus on, on Tennessee now. Well, one thing can't K can't say that he had a one-handed catch on right. uh, Sports Center, right? That's true. That's <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good stuff from uh, Jacob Warren, man. I, uh, I'm sending that dude down SEC Media Days next year for sure, because yes. he has another another year uh, of eligibility because of the of, of the COVID uh, rule. So, man, he does a great job of representing Tennessee. Uh, super positive, um, and he he is one of the leaders on the football team, man. He's in a good spot. I think it speaks to uh, patience and um, you know believing in yourself. He had a chance to, to to move on and go to another place, but he's from here. He always wanted to be here, and uh, finishing here was something that was important to him, and it's paying off. Uh, he's playing in an offense that right now is featuring the tight end. His position coach is the offensive coordinator. Uh, what a 360 turn uh, it was for him in the last 12 months because that was certainly not the case um, before, even though Jim Chaney is a tight end guy. Um, it just we understand the kind of the, the situation with the previous staff. So, yeah, he's in a good spot, man. And uh, right now he's one of the top targets on the team. It was really cool to see his, his dad uh, after the game at dead end on Saturday. I ran into his dad, James, uh, at, at dead end uh, who also played. At, Play, at Tennessee. Played offensive line back in the day when offensive linemen were, like, super small. And he is super tall. Oh, yeah. That's he, why Jacob he, was super tall. He, yes. But uh, it was just really cool to talk to him for a, a moment or so and just see how happy he was for for his for his son. Because Jacob truly is a, a, a great, great dude and um, speaks really well, represents Tennessee uh, in, in a great way. And, should absolutely go down to uh, SEC Media Days next season. He he represents Tennessee very well, very well, and thoughtful answers and uh, length, lengthy thoughtful answers. So I'm really, really happy for the Warrens, uh, just a great family. And, and enjoyed seeing Mr. Warren at dead end after the game on uh, Saturday. My wife uh, got stuff to cook for me on my birthday, but – Mm-mm. The game was over, and I was like, you know, I'm feeling Mm-mm. dead end, which well, she was fine with. I mean, we just ate ate the food the next day. Yeah, it was your birthday. It, it, that's it was all reason. cool. Yeah, that's all reason she was cool with. She honestly didn't say nothing about it. Uh, I think mean, I think she was cool with it. So here buying groceries and you, you want to <laughs> eat out? Okay, all right. I'm gonna let it, it slide today because it's your birthday. I was craving dead end. I, I wanted the Mac <laughs> attack after the game, and went and got me 
Mac Attack had me a nice couple of drinks and some banana pudding. Got me a. I can get a phone call. A, a small sausage and, and cheese play. I I almost texted you, but I was like, Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. I don't. Want, I was I, I was hang, booked. I don't so want to hang out. I, I was don't. booked. I I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to hang with you. But saw it's the all good, saw the Warrens in there. Saw the uh, the Bumpfuses in there. I saw Latrell. I, I was wondering if Latrell's brother, brother or cousin, is his brother. To brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was wondering if Latrell's brother was in there because uh, there there were several guys that looked like could have could have passed as Latrell's brother. So I uh, wonder wonder if uh, Latrell's brother's listening right now and think, hey, that was me. But I uh, saw yeah. the Bumpuses in there. It, you always see athletes and, and coaches in, in dead end. It's it's really cool. You you, you could go in today for lunch and, and you're likely to see Rick Barnes. Rick, Rick loves know. the place. It's it's. Really dope. Yeah, you just never know, man. You just never know who you may run into there, there at Dead End Barbecue. I was meeting Kenny. Kenny came in town and went to the game, brought his, brought his two sons and his wife. Got I didn't get a phone call. Got a chance to meet, meet him. Uh, we didn't have any more seats. No, I didn't. Yeah. The table was booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, saw, saw some VFLs in there. Saw, you know, John Chavis in there. And so, um, you just never know who you may see there at, the, at Dead End Barbecue. All right, let me get the text box. Rodney says she will bring it up in about two weeks. <laughs> ah, she ain't going to bring it up. <sighs> What's wrong with number 10? Yeah, I mean, I was expecting uh, a whole lot more, uh, honestly, from number 10, um, Jawan Mitchell. Only one solo tackle had seven uh, total tackles on the day. Um, but maybe that's just because my expectations were a little too high. But I think um, everybody's were. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think every everybody expected him to to come in and be in an eraser. Uh, that's that's what you think of when when you think of of great linebackers. When you think of Al Wilson, uh, Ray Lewis comes to mind just because I saw Ray Lewis last night on on the broadcast with Peyton and Eli. They 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 were erasers for their defense. They they took care of. Things and I think uh, everybody expected that from Jawan Mitchell and and although he led the team in tackles at Texas that that doesn't mean that you're an eraser that that just means that you had the most tackles. Uh, yeah, sometimes that, that that can be deceiving. It, it can be a a deceiving stat. So not not saying that Jawan Mitchell is 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 bad. I, I just think he's kind of solid, just uh, yep. just just solid and and not what people thought he was going to be or. or not what people think that he is. Beat Willie Styles says the Lakers and Dodgers are rolling now. Sidewalk alumni don't doesn't care. You forgot to add Urban to the list. Yeah, Urban was part of that Fox Sports College Football crew, and uh, it was really uncomfortable because Reggie and Matt Liner was lobbying for him to be the coach the whole time. When Clay Helton uh, was the coach, and you know Urban, you know he make. <coughs> Get a little, <clears throat> little cough going on down Jacksonville, and they step rough a, opener. Stay away from, stay away from the NFL, and you know go back, go back to USC or go to USC. Um, I can see Urban taking a Nick Saban approach and being like, Mm-mm, "Forget this," or by Petrino who left in the middle of the night when he was with the Falcons. Um, Hollow Rock Vols says Tennessee was the only team SC team to lose the weekend. Yeah, man. They're also one of the only teams to actually play a legitimate opponent. Yeah. And Missouri lost. Yeah, they won't be losing this weekend. So, boom, hollow rock ball. Neil Mafia, you ain't got no sense. 
Shocker. Let's see here. Uh, Rivers1652 says, first, I love the show. I'm in North Carolina. I listen every day. I haven't been a coach for over 20 years in high school. I can honestly say I make mistakes every game. I am sure even though Hypo makes $4 million uh, to not make mistakes, there's plenty of calls each game that he uh, would like to have back, uh, but he would never admit that in front of the press. 1,000% Rivers. 1,000%. Um, Jennifer Moore says, she she just tuned in around the eight bottom of the uh, eight o'clock hour there eight thirty three says it's been discussing kissing his sister with a collar what in the heck you heard that wrong Jennifer you heard that wrong just timing timing um, then Mafia being silly at shocker he's being silly over here man uh, but uh, Ken says hope. Hyatt is okay. Hope it's a mild injury that heals up soon. That said, let's see other receivers step up and replace him. Shouldn't be too hard since he's struggling catching anything through two games. What in the world? Where in the world is Valus? Um, that's what Ken said on a text box. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much it um, that I can that I can see that's appropriate to to read here. He can't read anything from the you know, mafia. Uh, Who did he uh, cuss out this morning? <laughs> uh, JL talking about Joe Milton, talking about his time in Michigan. Um, so far, two games, you know, he's kind of picking up where he's left off in Michigan. Um, so, interesting to see what Hypo does with him uh, in this football game and heading into Florida. Um, you know, just thanks to everybody for for you know, sending some love. Support uh, regarding Paris Harrison. We lost him way too way too early. Thirty seven years old, passed away yesterday. And um, I was telling you, Ben, during during the breaks, and he was a guy that I looked up to, and you know, I saw the way he carried himself as a professional before he was a professional. Um, how he treated people, you know, um, just just was just was a good dude, man. Just a great, great, great dude. And this one hurts. This one, this one definitely hurts, man. Got a chance to talk to Ontario Hardesty a little bit yesterday, and you know, Coach Hardesty is over there, South Carolina coaching the running backs. But he shared the story with me about about Paris, you know, taking him in as a freshman and showing him love and pointing him in the right direction. That's just the type of dude that that uh, Paris Harrison was, and uh, you can just see by some of the responses yesterday on social media. Uh, I anticipate Tennessee is going to do something this weekend to honor Paris um, because they understand how important he was as a player and how special he was as a human. So I'm going to miss you, Paris, man. And, uh, rest easy, my friend. Mm. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you all have a great day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Peace and love. We are out. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.